Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. If you knew the gift, if you knew the gift, if I can draw your attention to that verse there in verse number seven and verse number 10, where Jesus answers her and says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Just the phrase, if you knew, just, just that phrase, just the idea of where you would be if you knew, what you would have if you knew, your, your knowledge versus your faith. And there's so much to believe God for. And, and here we are at the end of the year. I don't know about you, but this year flew by. But if you knew is a... For Jesus to say, if you knew, is, it's a weighty statement. It's something to really take a step back and think about. I think when we get to heaven, and I'm on my way, but I think when we get to heaven, there's, and I, don't, I have no Bible for this, but this is just speculation. I think there's going to be a room in heaven that says, what could have been? Think there, there'll be a way when you can go in and maybe put your hand on something and it will show you what could your life have been if you had had no fear? What could your life have been if you hadn't made that mistake? What could you have done? I, I just don't know if there's going to be a long line for that room. The Bible says that now we know in part, then we shall know fully, even as we are fully known I, I'm almost afraid of the knowledge I'll have when I get to heaven. I don't know if I want to know what I don't know. Sometimes the more I know, the less interested I am in knowing what I thought I want to know. There was some show or something on, I don't, I don't know if it was a, when a movie, maybe it was a show in which it was on one of the Netflix, Paramount Plus, one of them, where it's, it's like the, the guy was a technology genius and he did something with his, with his girl where he, he planted something in her brain so that he could read her thoughts and see everything through her eyes. And, and it was like she could... I, I don't know what kind of relationship you have, but aren't you glad that the people next to you can't read your mind? Aren't you glad that, uh, I know you all boot up, but aren't you glad, bro, that that sister right there cannot read your mind? I'm telling you right now, I'm glad I can't read your mind. I'm so glad I can't read y'all's minds because y'all might be thinking, where is this going? This guy ain't, but where, I, if, if you knew, 
if you knew it's just a if I knew then what I know now if I knew at 25 what I knew at 40 where would you be if you knew I think that we 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 can wrestle with faith and we live in a day of technology and information and I get that but knowledge has a price to it you are going to be held accountable for everything that you know for all of us that have TikToks and and, and whatnot that your TikTok has a way of having an algorithm that is keeping track of the stuff that you're interested in Sometimes it tries to show you something and how quickly you scan away from it informs the algorithm what you're interested in knowing. You say you want money, but you scroll quickly away from the stuff that talks about how to manage it. You say you want to be healthy, but if there's a TikTok video that shows you what's really in a hot dog, you just scan away from it quickly because the knowledge of what's in a hot dog, let me lead that, the knowledge of what's in bacon, oh Jesus, the knowledge of what's really in that thing. My son just came back from college and he's like, oh dad, I've got, a, I've got an app now that if you scan it, it tells you all the toxins of everything that's in there. My son, he's an athlete, so now he's all interested in what he puts in his body and what he puts on his body and what goes around his body. And he's like, Dad, I've got this app, and I, if you want, I'll go in your room, in your bathroom, and I'll scan your shampoo, and I'll scan your, your, your conditioner, and I'll scan your toothpaste. And what's that you about to eat, Dad? Let me scan that. And there's a part of me that's like, yes, scan away. And then there's a part of me that's like, can you just leave? me alone with my pop tarts because I, I'm going to be held accountable for what I know and, and maybe maybe this is why we're not as interested we got to get back to being able to hear a word we can't just hear what our itching ears want to hear we can't just allow our interests to be only the only thing that directs our knowledge. The scary thing about the algorithm is if you scroll quickly enough, they'll stop sending you that stuff. If all you linger on is dancing, then you'll get a whole lot of dancing videos. But if you linger on a video about how to do your own business, they'll send you more. It's wonderful, but it's dangerous. It is dangerous to be able to control the knowledge that comes to you. There's some stuff that you need to know whether you want to know it or not. I need an amen in this. There's some stuff you need to eat whether you want to eat it or not. My mama made stuff and if you didn't eat it you didn't get up from the table till it was done she made peas you're eating peas she made broccoli you're eating broccoli 
It's dangerous for information to be overly controlled by the consumer. It is dangerous for medicine to be overly dominated by the consumer. We're one of the only countries where it's allowed to actually advertise medicines to us so that we will go into our doctor's office and ask for Ozempic. Isn't that something? That's, that's one of them, right? We will go in and while the person is jogging, you know, they say may cause blood clots, may cause hair loss, may cause your feet, may make your toes fall off, may make your teeth fall out. And I'm like my teeth are going to fall out so that my nail fungus I'll keep my nail fungus if I can keep my teeth. Well, these toes will just be ugly. I'd rather have hair than cute toes what i'm saying is what we live in a world in which we almost aren't even directed by our doctors we're telling them what we want to treat us it's a scary world where you get to control all the content that comes to you it's scary in the medicine. It's scary in society. It's scary in the church. You ought to be somewhere where somebody might say something that bothers you a little bit. I'm here to tell you. I don't mind hurting your feelings. I don't mind making you uncomfortable. That's the job. Thankfully, I don't answer to you because when I stand before the judgment scene of Christ, I'm going to have to give an account of what I told you. And I'm going to tell you the truth and nothing but the truth. So help me, God, because I'm not about to get in trouble with God over y'all. Oh, I wish I had a witness in the building. But if you don't want to know, you better run out of here quick. You better hurry up and turn this off. Because the Bible says that you will have to give an account with the knowledge that you gain. That without knowledge, we're destroyed. We are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And we are one of the last groups looking for knowledge. We are one of the most destroyed groups and one of the less read groups ever. Jesus said, if you knew, he said, if you knew the gift. Now, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. We give gifts. Now, I was the oldest of eight children. Okay, there was a child every two years. So there was a period of time when my mother had a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old, a 4-year-old, a 2-year-old, and a newborn. So for everybody who's trying to struggle with their one little 2-year-old, shut up. I'm sorry. Get a grip. Oh, my God, what am I going to do with these kids? You don't know what you're talking about. My mother had a five-year-old. My mother had a six-year-old and a four-year-old and a two-year-old and a newborn. Then she had an eight and a six and a four and a two and a newborn. I could never think my parents were just good friends. Because every two years, my mother would be, would be, and my dad would be like, ha, 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 
So what I'm saying is, is because of that, to rap presence was just too much. There wasn't enough wrapping paper to wrap presence for eight kids. So in our house on Christmas morning, what my, what my parents did is they got a stocking and they had your name on it. And your gifts, your toys were stacked on a chair and your stocking was thrown on top of the chair. And what you opened on Christmas was the toy itself and not the gift of it. And when you woke up in the morning, you had to go out and you could look at all of your gifts that were there on the chair with your name. Now you couldn't open them till we had devotions for Jesus. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. So you up at seven all excited about your G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. But you got to be patient to open it until we get Christ first. Oh my God. We got to pray first. We got to read the Bible first. We got to get the Holy Ghost first. Some of us had to tarry and get delivered. And we had to have service. It was Jesus' birthday. One year, son, Anthony. One year, we had a birthday cake with candles on it. And we took it to the window in Boston in the winter for Jesus to blow the candles out. Oh my God. <laughs> my dad didn't believe in a whole lot of heat. He didn't like to pay for anything you couldn't see. So the place wasn't all that warm to begin with. And so we're sitting there like, come on, Jesus. Blow out the candles, Jesus. We, we want to open presents and we can't because we got to get the Jesus stuff done first. And my dad wants you to lift up holy hands. And my dad wants you to get, he, you got to feel it. I was taught. That you don't praise God because you feel him. You feel God because you praise him. I was taught that praise is an act of your will. But getting back to my analogy, we saw the gifts, just couldn't open them. Whereas for us in our tradition, whether it's right now at your house if you have a tree or... Tomorrow in the morning, I know for a lot of people, New Year's Eve, you get to open up one gift. And tomorrow, you, your children are going to get up because the gifts that they have are wrapped. Right now, your significant other or your friend or your whoever has a gift for you that you don't know. And knowledge of the gift it's different than ignorance around the gift. If you knew what kind of gift they were going to give you, then it might have affected the kind of gift you were going to give them. <laughs> if you're in a relationship right now that you're still trying to figure it out, and he gives you a gift worth $50 and you give him a gift worth $5, you gonna look like a rude chick. I mean, it's, it's harder when you don't know the gift. 
Right now, if you're walking by a tree and you don't know what the gift is, there is an ignorance in not knowing the gift and there's a peace in not knowing the gift, but there's also a lack in not knowing the gift. You don't know how to respond to a gift that you don't know what's in there. And you carry yourself in a way because you're not sure what that gift is. Jesus says to the Samaritan woman, if you knew the gift that was in front of you, then your attitude would be different than it is in your ignorance. And a part of what has happened to us in the body and in the world is that we don't really know what we really get when we get Jesus. And we're here on Christmas weekend and we're going to give gifts to one another without understanding what this thing is really all about and what we really get when we get Christ. What we really get when we get the connection. What all of this is really about is hidden from a lot of us. Jesus says to this Samaritan woman, if you knew who was standing in front of you, you'd get something different than what you're getting. Jesus approaches her. She's come to draw water. She has come within the function of her normal life. She don't have running water in her house. She don't have a sink. She needs water. She has to go down to the well. She has to do work to draw the water. Jesus is near her everyday work life. And he makes a request of her. There is a request that God has for us. And his request may interrupt the normal function of our everyday life. We are all drawing water from something. We're drawing water from our job. We're drawing water from our friendships. Drawing water from hanging out with our friends. Drawing water from going someplace. Hopefully we draw water that's not corrupted. Hope we don't draw too much weed water. Hope we don't drink, draw too much vape water. Hope we don't draw too much club water. Hope we don't judge, draw too much twerk water because the water you put in yourself is going to have a significant impact on who you are as an individual. I trust the water you draw is water that gives you life and not death. I trust that everything that's important to you right now because you're drawing a whole lot of Netflix water and a whole lot of Paramount Plus water and a whole lot of Hulu water and a whole lot of Drake water. I trust that the Beyonce water you drew at that concert is actually a water that gives you life and not death. But for the nerve of God to have an expectation for you to draw some of the water from your wells and give it to him. Who is God to ask you for water? 
You're too busy for water. You're too cute to give him water. You're too in your own stuff to give him water. You're too cool to give him water. You're too about your OG game to give him water. And the Lord dares, the Lord who don't need your water. The Lord who don't need nothing you got. He don't need your $5. He don't need your $20. He don't need your worship. He's got angels to worship him. He don't need nothing from you. And for him to approach you and say, can you take some time out of your water drawing and can I get 30 minutes of your water? So you got binge time for a, for a show on Netflix and I'm on a timer. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Oh, so you can spend hours, you can stay up all night to watch Game of Thrones, but I better get to my point really quickly because the water you're drawing for everything else is not the water you want to draw for Christ. We come to him for water instead of understanding that first he's coming to us and saying, can you pray a little? Can you talk a little? Can you fast a little? Can you get serious for a minute? Does it all just have to be about you? The Bible says Jesus is tired, meaning that sometimes God needs you. See how quiet it got when I said that, Elder Paul? God needs you. He searches for one among them to stand in the gap to make up the hedge. We got to pray for the nation. The nation's in trouble. We got to pray for this next generation. This next generation is in trouble. If we don't pray for them, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, Am I in the word, church people, or not? The Bible says when the land is sick, when the land is corrupt, when stuff ain't right, when folk are getting robbed, when people ain't got no money, when folk don't have a place to live, it is a sickness in the land. And if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways will I not hear from heaven and heal the land even the heathens will get healed even the folk that don't know me will get healed even the folk that don't go to church will get healed if you can draw him some water I'm going to make everybody clap for that. That was a really good point. Because it ain't just about you, bro. It ain't just about what God going to get you, your degree. There's a part of it in which the Lord is like, yes, but the Lord hath need of thee. The Lord needs young men that are serious about God. The Lord needs old men who are serious about God. Old men. The Lord needs serious women who are, who are about God. The Lord needs, the Lord don't just need queens. The Lord needs queens that is thinking about the kingdom. I got to move on. But you need to be careful that in your paneled houses and in your planted vineyards, you don't forget the Lord. Because it's in his, it is him that gave you the ability to create wealth. And you don't want to get to a place where you're chasing him because you need him. 
Let me say that over here. You want to be careful. The Bible says to humble yourself in his sight or else life will humble you and sickness will humble you and death will humble you and pain will humble you. Live long enough. You'll find out life ain't always going to be the way you want it to go. Sometimes it snows in April. Sometimes I feel so bad, preach prince. Sometimes I wish that life was never ending. The fact of the matter is life ain't always perfect. And if you don't humble yourself, life will humble you. Who am I talking to? Death will humble you. A lump in your breast will humble you. A pain in your back will humble you. A prostate issue will humble you. I need a witness in the bill. A sickness will humble you. A child not well will humble you. You'll find out what kind of prayer life you got when your child is in the hospital. And you calling on us, but you better know God for yourself. You better have some oil for yourself. Because all you thought about was drawing water for yourself. And you never draw, drew water for for Christ and then it's time for you to need him and he ain't there or he is there and you don't know what to ask him You don't even know the gift in front of you. You don't even know why you're saved. You don't even know why God spared your life. You don't even know why God kept you. You don't even know why you're not crazy. You don't even know why you lost. You didn't lose your mind. You don't even know. You don't even have an understanding. You never even asked. You just glad you alive. Without saying, Lord, why did you spare my life? Lord, why am I not in jail? Lord, why am I not crazy? I need a witness in the... Lord, why am I still here? Why am I alive? Why am I still breathing? We made it so us-focused. There's no mountain he won't climb up, valley he won't shine up, coming after me. I don't even know the song. I, I got news to you, got news for you. He didn't climb up that mountain coming after you just because you're so special. You are special. You're the only one. You're the only one like you. That's not true. The Lord didn't just do this just because you're special. The Lord did this because you are uniquely and wonderfully made. And he got something for you to do. Nudge somebody. Say, he's got something for you to do. He's got something for you. Nudge somebody else. He's got something for you to do. If you knew the gift, you'd have asked for something else. If you knew the gift, you'd have a whole nother attitude in worship. If you knew the gift, you'd have a whole different kind of praise. If you knew the gift, wouldn't nobody have to ask you to clap. If you knew the gift, if you had a glimpse into where you could been except for God. If you knew where you could be but God. If you knew what could have happened but God if you knew that you could be under the jail but God spared your life I need a witness in the bell if you know that if it had not been for the Lord on your side you would have lost your everlasting mind but God but God kept me
If you knew why he gave you that singing voice, if you knew why he made your math mind, if he knew why he made you smart like that, if you knew why the rest of your friends are hooked and you not, if you knew, if you knew, if you knew, you'd ask a different question. Beloved, let's not be here and not know the gift. And when you look at the passage, it's very interesting because Jesus gives us a glimpse. Isaiah 9 says, children walking in darkness have seen a great light. To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Christmas is not just a holiday for trees and lights and gifts. The gift represents the gift of Christ in your life. And if you knew the gift... And he gives the Samaritan woman a glimpse into the gift. He begins by saying to her, if you knew who you were talking to, if you knew who was in front of you, if you knew who was in your face, you'd have a different perspective. Her response is, well, who are you? He starts off by saying to her, yeah, I know you don't know me. I know you don't know what's going on with me. She's Because he says to her, she's like, well, wait a minute. Who are you? I mean, what are you talking about? Our father Jacob gave us this well. Are you trying to tell me that you got another well that I don't know about? What are you talking about wells, Jesus? Listen, I've been coming to get this well water from here for a long time. This is how I do. This is how I live my life. This is how I practice. This is what I do. This is how I go to church. Church. This is what we do normally. I don't know who it is that you think you actually talking to. She actually has a little bit of an attitude. Jesus says, yeah, 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 all right. He says, yeah, but that water going to make you thirsty again. Come get this water. You won't thirst again. If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. You're going to watch that video, it's not going to satisfy your longing. You're going to watch that show, it's not going to satisfy your longing. As a matter of fact, you need to be careful that it doesn't just not satisfy your longing, but it doesn't corrupt you with a longing that you shouldn't even have. Gentlemen, talk to me. You've got to be careful what your eyes see. You got to be careful what your ears hear because the next thing you know, you want something that you shouldn't have known you even wanted. I'm going to leave that one alone. He, she, he says, yeah, that, that's all that's great, but you're going to be thirsty again. All that's nice, but it's not going to satisfy the longing that you really were built for. And she says, okay, bet. Give me that water. I'm down. Give me the water. And his first words to her is, go get your man. 
Why don't you go call your man? She said, I ain't got no man. He says, you can say that again <laughs> because you've had five and the one you got now ain't yours. <laughs> you don't have to judge at all. The fact of the matter is Jesus will talk to just about anybody. It don't matter what your past was. It don't matter what. Do you notice there's no condemnation? There's no guilt. Jesus is like, yeah, I decided to talk somebody to somebody whose past ain't so perfect. I decided to talk somebody who ain't always got it all together we'll leave it alone i've decided to talk to somebody that know what a dude look like help us i'm i'm about to talk to somebody i'm i'm going to give you a glimpse and the revelation is the lord is saying yeah i know you no elder clark it's the scariest thought jesus knows you No, I'm going to say it one more time. The Lord knows you. He knows what you did last night. He knows where you were. He knows her name. He knows his name. He knows what you like. He knows what you don't like. He knows he know you can't fool him. Now, you can nod at me and say amen, and I think you're great, but you can't trick Jesus. Jesus knows what you don't like. Jesus knows every time you lie. Do you know what it's like to have somebody who know every time you lie and they still love you? What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. Stop fronting and act like you so perfect and you so holy and you so righteous. Get out of here. If you didn't do it, you thought about doing it. Jesus know what your fetish is. Jesus knows you like toes. Just move on before you name mine. <laughs> Jesus knows. He says to her, sweetheart, first of all, you can't fool me. Don't try to front. You ain't got no husband. You dang skippy, you ain't got no husband. You've had five husbands is what you've had. And you got a bro up there right now. This is who you came to get this water for. Because we know why y'all are thirsty. Come on, don't, 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 don't front. We can all stop faking. I'm going to make a living. I, want, I need a witness in the building for all of us judgy stone throwers. You better be careful throwing stones when your house is made out of glass. For everybody who's like, I can't believe that. Uh-huh. And we can't believe you neither. And it's a good thing. Uh, don't nobody know your name. And it's a good thing. Uh, ain't nobody following your behind around. Because if we knew what you thought last night. Jesus is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stop all the fakery. I know you. I know what you do. And I love you anyway i'm still here anyway i'm having a conversation with you anyway because the love of god cannot be measured once she realizes that he can see her he real she realizes he's special we want god to show us he's special without talking about us
We want God to prove his miracle power to us, but leave us alone. We want God to change everybody around us and not change us. Well, if you can just heal my two-year-old, well, we can heal your two-year-old. It's going to take some prayer, but, but maybe the problem is you. I need prayer for my husband. Really? Maybe you do. Maybe you need prayer for you. Pastor Andy, can you just touch my money? I will touch it and pray for it. But you will have to be careful with it for it to grow. Her next question is, all right, now that I know you're a prophet, where should we worship? I wish I had time. I gotta, we got to go. It's Christmas. <laughs> One of the most insane things about Christianity is we come into a relationship with this amazing, all-powerful, all-knowing God. And we want to ask him a religious question. We want to know to Jesus died to is it is eternal security? Is it not? so now we got this group over here who thinks this, and this group over here that thinks this, and these groups are Presbyterian, and these folk are Jesus only, and these folk are apostolic, and these folk are church of God in Christ, and these church over here, they're Baptist, and they over here and they this and they that. And folk will come to me and be like, Pastor Andy, what are you? What is world overcomers? What are y'all? And I'll say, what are you looking for? Well, I'm Baptist. I'm like, we about to baptize on New Year's Eve. Come on down here with your Baptist self. World Overcomers Baptist Church. What kind of church is this, Pastor Andy? What are you? Church of God in Christ? Well, this is World Overcomers. Church of God in Christ. Because we are the church and we are in Christ. If any man be as an, in Christ, he's a new creature. Anybody in Christ? We are church of God. We are the church of Christ. Latter-day Saints because we belong to Christ. And these are the last days. Get on your bike and ride right on over here. We, we want to get into Christ and then get sticky about stuff that matter and don't matter. The question is, do you know him? The question is, do you know him? The question is, do you know him? I want to argue with you about your religious place. Somebody said to me, what are, what, what, what are you, Pastor Eddie? I said, what are you? He said, oh, uh, eternal security. <laughs> I said, so you believe once saved, always saved? That's what I believe. I said, so you believe you can smoke crack and go to heaven? Yes, I do. I said, well, smoke them if you can. <laughs> now, I guess you're just going to get there sooner than me. I'm not not smoking crack because I'm scared I'm going to bust hell wide open. I'm not going to smoke crack because I don't want to be in hell down here. That's why I don't smoke no crack. Mm, that's why I don't do that. I don't do that because everybody I see doing that look like they living in hell now. 
but there's no point arguing about it. Jesus says, true worshipers ain't hung up on Sunday or Saturday or 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or true worshipers are trying to worship him in spirit and in truth. That's the kind of worshipers I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody that just wants to know me. I'm looking for somebody that don't care if they talk to me on Saturday or Sunday because they're going to talk to me on Thursday. Not interested in your denominational political meanderings. I want to know, do you know the Lord? I want to know, do you know him? I want to know, who do you talk to when your heart is broken? What do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you turn to first? Bible or bottle? Well, Pastor Andy, I turned to both. Okay. But what I want to know is which one is first. Weed or word? I need a witness in the building. I, let's not get hung up on whether or not you church. I don't care about that. I care about do you know the Lord? I care about do you feel him alive in your heart? I want to know do you feel him make you feel bad? Yeah. Pastor Andy, I want to go to the uh, party and I just want to know is it okay for me to go there? I don't know. Is it okay for you to go there? What happens when you go to parties? Well, I tend to lose all my clothes. Then I would suggest that you not go. <laughs> Here's an idea. Don't go. Right, Ma? Last time I was at a party, I woke up, but I didn't know who I was with. Right. So stay in the house. Sorry, sabbatical, sabbatical. Keep yourself in the house then. Well, Jesus turned water into wine, but he didn't turn it into vodka. Okay. Anyway, let, let me, let me, let me finish. <laughs> Jesus didn't turn no water into Hennessy. Black people. Okay, all right. That'd have been us. Jesus, the Hennessy's out. What's wrong, Ma? They ran out of Hennessy. How are we going to back it up without the Hennessy? What? Jesus would have said, there y'all go. What? What? If, okay, let me, let me. Verse 25, the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. When he comes, he's going to explain everything. Jesus says, I who speak to you am he. What you get in Christ, what you get in Jesus is the anointed one. You get someone with power. I don't know where you are right now, but if you've got something happening that you cannot control. Christ is the answer. If they're laying everybody off, 
Christ is the answer. If you don't know how you're going to make a way, Christ is the answer. If they're telling you they're not quite sure what it is and they hope you're not as sick as they think you might be, Christ is the answer. If that baby's mama, baby daddy makes you want to kill them and you and everybody else, Christ is the answer. Talk to Jesus. You must have someone you can turn to bigger than you. The reason why Steph Curry points to the heavens every time he makes a three is not because God cares about how many threes he makes. The Lord don't care about who makes threes. The Lord don't care if the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl. You Dallas Super You Dallas blasphemers. <laughs> the, the, the Lord don't got no good. It ain't no kind of the anointing of God. Mm, God I'm about to move. No, he is not. He does not care about the Cowboys winning another Super Bowl. Sorry. They all thank Jesus afterward. I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for helping me knock that dude out in three rounds. God was with me in this fist. The Lord don't care who won. What the, the reason why you do that is because you're pointing to say, no matter the outcome, no matter what's going on, I know in whom I believed and I'm persuaded that he's able. And the God, the same God that made the three go in is the same God that can be with me when I miss it. And so I don't have to kill my because I walk with him and talk with him. I got a relationship with him because he has power in my life. When I don't know what to do, I turn to him. Do you realize that in John 4, Jesus tells somebody he's the Messiah before almost anyone else. He tells somebody he's the Messiah whose past ain't so great. He tells somebody he's the Messiah who's not from the ruling class. He tells somebody who's, he's the Messiah who's not a man. He tells somebody he's the Messiah who folk don't associate with. He tells somebody he's the Messiah because he's interested in everybody knowing he's the Messiah regardless of where you come from. He is the Christ, the son of the living God. He has power. He can fix it. He can save. He can heal. I need a witness. He can deliver. He can make a way where there seems to be no way. If you're at your darkest time, he is the answer. And all you have to do is say yes to him. Just yes. Everybody bow your head and close your eyes. Lord, we say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. We say yes, Lord, yes. We will trust you. We'll obey. When your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, I'll just agree. And my answer will be yes Lord yes because we surrender all 
We surrender all. We surrender all, all, all. I surrender. Can you help me sing? I surrender all, sing all to Thee, my blessed Savior. Come on, sing. I surrender. Come on, can you sing that one more time with me? Somebody come help me. Sing, I surrender. Sing all to thee, my sing all to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. So, Lord, we lay it all at your feet. We leave everything here. We lay it down, all of our weight, all of our cares, all of our fears, all of our concerns. We cast our cares on you because you care for us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending your son to die for us. And we surrender our lives. Thank you, God, that right now we are saved in this room. At the end of this year, God, we absolve your people. We are here to help them to know you. Thank you for forgiving us. We sang, we surrender, and we give our lives to you. Thank you for absolution from our mistakes. Thank you for forgiving us from our sins and our mistakes and how we missed it. Thank you, Lord God, that we're washed in the blood. Thank you that there's power in the blood. And all we have to do is come home and say yes. And we say yes to you right now. And we surrender our lives to your will and to your way. Thank you, God, that you have given us power, power. And so, God, right now, we give peace to your people. Peace on your people. Peace. Not as the world giveth, but peace. Peace in their inner place. 
Thank you for your power that's available to us, Lord. Thank you for healing our bodies. God, we rebuke cancer and sickness and disease and high blood pressure and tumors and growths and MS and every sickness and fibromyalgia and arthritis and pain and liver and, and kidney and diabetes and anything I didn't name. God, we rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. Lord, for all of us that got a diagnosis that they don't know what to do. God, we look to you. Our eyes are upon you. Thank you for healing our bodies. Thank you for healing our minds. You said you'd keep us in perfect peace if our minds are stayed on you. Because we trust you. Tis so sweet to trust you. Just to take you at your word. Just to rest upon your promise. Jesus, Jesus, how we trust you. Thank you for your anointing that destroys the yoke. Move by your power over us. In Jesus' name. Work a miracle for somebody today. In Jesus' name. Work a miracle for somebody today. Stretch forth your hand to heal and perform a sign. Show yourself strong in Jesus' name. We all sit together. Amen. If you heard a word from the Lord, can you put your hands together? Come on, can you praise him? Can you praise him? If you know God's about to move in your life, can you praise him? Come on, if you believe God's able, can you praise him? Come on, if you know you got your prayer answered, can you praise him? Let all the people praise him. Let all the people praise him. Can I get you to give one more time? Just a building fund offering. Just a one, just a building fund offering. We're still on our way. And, and as you can see, you know, we are moving. I, I don't know if you all noticed. This is brand new carpet that's down. Hallelujah. And so we've changed the carpet in here. And, and, uh, and so we are on our way to our new space. It's going to take us a little bit longer and, than, than we thought. And so we want you to give towards Victory Park. And so if you take a picture of that, of that QR code, right there you'll be able to know and make a pledge and give to the work of the kingdom of God I don't know why everybody's running out the door if you need an offering envelope you can sleep. it's not everybody just a few people if you need an offering envelope you can sleep you raise your hands and one of the gatekeepers will come to you and quickly give you an offering envelope um, next Sunday is New Year's Eve and we're having the morning service and we're going to have an awesome time Pastor Manny's going to preach us happy and then in the New Year's Eve service, that service starts at 9 o'clock at night. So normal 10 a.m. service and then 9 p.m. service. And uh, we're going to have us a time. You want to be, we pray in the new year. We'll be here all the way to midnight. We're going to baptize believers. If just you being in this service today or watching live around the world, you don't want to miss a new year's Eve service. Something about being in the room. You want to be amongst the people of God. Amen. I said you want to be amongst the people of God. Amen. I said you want to be amongst the people of God. Amen. One of the things that makes, are you giving? Are you giving? Y'all are passing? Let's give to the work of the kingdom of God. And you can take that picture. You can give that way. You can give by way of check. Million is spelled with two L's. Go ahead and give. God is going to bless. One of the things that makes Christianity different from almost every major world religion 
and the three primary world religions are all birthed from the same family. Judaism, Islam, and Christianity are all from the same family. But one of the things that makes Christianity the thing to do is you get to start over. Did you hear what I said? You get to hit the reset button. When you get in the water, you're saying the old me is gone, the new me is here. You get to be a new creation in Christ. And so you want to pray in the new year with us. If 2023 was a tough year for you, believe me, 2024, God's about to do something great in your life. Be here with us. Come. Don't just watch from home. Be here with us in the room. Let's jam it out and let's have an awesome time. I'm going to preach a word for you with you. You're going to hear the new theme for the year and we're going to do what God is calling for us to do. We're going to another place, another level, and I'm excited about it. And uh, we want you to give. And beloved, in the new year, you're going to hear about it on New Year's Eve, but even in the coming Sundays, in the new year, we will, we're going to have a conversation, a talk about, we're going to have a vision night. We're going to come together and we're going to share with you where we are when it comes to leaving in our building project. And we'll let you know more about that. And so if you're kind of like, well, where are we? We're going to let you know in the new year we are on our way. And uh, it's just going to take a little, a little bit more time, but God is working in us and through us to do his good pleasure, and we're excited about it. So thank you for your giving. Thank you for being faithful. Everything you just gave is going to the building fund, is going to World Overcomers, and what God is ultimately calling us to do. And we're so glad that you were with us this morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Spend time with your family. Whatever you do, don't fight with nobody crazy. I'm going to dismiss you in a minute and I'm going to pray that you will be able to avoid the crazy. All of us got some crazy people. But we rebuke drama in the name of Jesus. Ooh, I felt the anointing of God on that one. Y'all heard a word. Amen? Y'all heard a word. Jump on your feet. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's stuff in the lobby, right? Like Santa's out there. People can take pictures with Santa. I'm going out there. Yeah, okay. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for filling us full of yourself. Thank you for a hedge of protection around us. You said you would place angels around us to guard us in all of our ways. So thank you for the angels that guard us. Dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Everyone that's watching live around the world, use us for your glory. Be God in our situation. And as we always pray, God bless your people. Make your face shine upon your people. Be gracious to your people favor on your people. Give them peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, in nomine patriot, filiate, spiritus sancti, amen. Have your way in us. In Jesus' name. 
we all sit together. Amen. God bless you. You may be dismissed. Thanks for being in service with us today. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.